The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. By tomorrow, I will rule the world! Emailing you something. Sing that first verse like two weeks ago, so I know I'm getting a little better. You are. <laughs> this is one of those days where I have so much to talk about that I'm probably not going to get to anything because it's just the way it works. There's so much here that I'm not allowed to talk about quite yet, and I'm holding back a lot today, but. Almost, almost. All right, let's get this show on the road, shall we? Hi, how you guys doing? My name's Tom Duggan. We're in the Paying Attention Podcast. Hi, atop Two Guys Smoke Shop at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. Um, I want to first start the show by thanking Chrissy. Um, Merry Christmas. I hope Merry you have a good Christmas. Christmas. I know you're having some family issues, and I hope uh, hope everybody is, is healthy at least through the Christmas holiday. Thank you. Um, have you done all your Christmas shopping? Have you? Have you? I have. You have. Yep. Now, do you prefer to go to the store and shop, or are you an Amazon shopper, like online kind I of shopper? I have turned into the Amazon shopper really? now. Really? Yeah. I have so much other stuff going on that I just don't. Everything else seems like it takes so much more time. You know what I mean? Where like I, I'm singing and stuff like that, gigging and and things mm-hmm. like this. So I find myself at two a.m. There are no stores for me to go shopping at, Tom. So other than haha, Amazon. So right. I'm at two a.m. I'm bed going click 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 click. Right. And and yeah. So I'm an I'm an I'm an old school shopper. Yeah. I like to go into the store and kind of wander around with my list and see like 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 um. Like there'll be some people on my list, like mom. There's like a specific thing I want to get for mom, so I'll, I'll put her name and then the, the, the item next to it. But m- most of the people on my list, it's blank. 
I'm right. like, I'm out looking for something that that they would like. And yeah. I, I wanted to talk about this a little bit today because I, shopping, Christmas shopping has changed so much. And, right. and everybody, everybody's kind of doing it a little different these days. Some people do like a hybrid of they shop in the stores and then if they can't find what they want, they go online. Right, there right. are people like you that start online. Yeah. Uh, there are people like me who go out and if I, if I can't find what I'm looking for, if I can't find a, a perfect thing for my sister or for my brother or whatever, um, then I'll go, I'll go on their Facebook page and look at like what have they been doing lately oh. to see like what, oh. you know, my, my, um, my nephew um, – I want to call him DJ. My nephew Caleb likes to swim, right? So I, I went on, on the, and he was swimming, and I went, oh, maybe I can get him, like, something for the pool or something. Okay, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then I'll go it's out again, Facebook and I'll stalking. go out and I'll look for stuff. And if I can't, but I can't find it, then I will go online if I have to. Yeah. But I, I'm, a, I'm a last-minute shopper, too. Like, there a lot of people, they would have done their Christmas shopping in April, right? Yeah. I'm, like, Christmas Eve running into CVS trying to say, find are you stuff. done yet? No. Right? So I haven't started. Oh wow! Christmas is in okay. what three days? It's sun- uh, is it Sunday or Saturday? Thursday, Friday. It's on Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. I don't even know. Because yeah. nobody, because <laughs> nobody tells me in my family what we're doing until the morning of the event. Like Thanksgiving morning, I still wasn't sure. Like, where are we having dinner? What time are we having dinner? Whose house are we going to? <laughs> and then finally, I'll get something from my sister saying, "Okay, here's the plan for the day." Thank God for my sister. I'd never know. <laughs> um, but I like to do my shopping last minute. And I, I, but then again, I think it's because I just like to do everything last minute. Yeah. Like I'm a last minute person. Um, and then I'll go to like, I'll go to Kohl's. I'll go mm-hmm. to places that like I know have a variety of stuff. And um, I'll wander through like, and you know, c- because you're buying for other people, I'm wandering through like the women's section. Everybody's kind of looking at me funny, like who's this creep, you know, walking by the bras. And I'm like, well, I'm just, I'm looking for like a Christmas present for for somebody who's a female, obviously. Right. Um, a, lot of, a, a lot of people borrow money and put money on their credit card for Christmas. I try really hard not to do that. Same. I try really hard to like, starting in like October, I start putting money away yeah. a little bit, even though it's not a lot, so that when I start my Christmas shopping, I've got about four or $500 like on the side that I can start using. Um, but whatever you guys are doing for Christmas, um, I'd be interested whether or not you're, uh, you're an Amazon online Christmas person. To me, that just kind of seems impersonal. That's because just the way I was I was raised. Kids today, to them, it's not impersonal because everybody's doing everything on their phones, like everything. Yeah. they do everything on their. If phones. I'm in a store, I will definitely. If I, I'll, I'm always on the lookout. It's just dedicating that much time to go in for right. me. Right. Um, is a lot. I, I do you think it affects local economy? People shopping online. Like, do you think it it takes a big? Absolutely, hit? and that's one of the. That's another reason why I like to shop. In person, yeah. Um, if I need something, if I need some kind of like a hardware thing, like I need a hammer, I need I need something for me, even if it's not Christmas shopping, I'll go to like Main Street Hardware in North Andover. Even though it's a little bit more expensive, they're right across from the post office. Even though they're a little bit more expensive, it's not a lot though, yeah. right? It's like maybe a dollar or something more, but it helps. It helps a local business, you know. And and so I I try re- I. I used Amazon for the first time, I think, last year. I think we came in and we talked about it. Yeah. And then I got addicted to it and I started like ordering <laughs> all kinds of shit. I, I was I was so excited to get I like I never spend money on me, like ever. Like any money that I get, I'm always spending it on other people. But I really needed floor mats for my car. I bought my car nine years ago. And it needed floor mats the day I bought it. And I've been thinking about buying floor mats since then, but never did. And then one day I had a little bit of extra money and I went, you know what? I'm going to get those floor mats for my goddamn car. Right. So I did. And when they came, I was so excited. I ordered like three or four more things for my car. 
And then I became addicted. It's like every day I'm going, ooh, that, that would look good inside the car. Oh, what about those things that like you wipe your windshield with, like the special windshield wiper? And then I'm like buying every accessory that I never thought that I wanted or needed, but because it's there and it's it's that click, it's that that adrenaline that you yeah. get from from doing it. Um, That's funny that you mentioned. I did exactly the same thing the other week. I opened the glove compartment of my car, which I very rarely do because I just don't. And out falls a pack of cup holder like refill rubber thing so mm. i literally did exactly the same thing as you i've gone like oh that's cool and then, then i bought like an eight pack i only have two cup holders that's awesome so I'm like, oh. yeah yep i have like a car vacuum that's under the seat of my car that i never use mm-hmm. like yep bought all these things so is, it is, is addicting is christmas in australia different from we're gonna get to folks we'll get to the, the heavy topics in a minute we got like we have a breaking news story and and and, and I'm, I'm going to get a lot of f- f- there's going to be a lot of fallout from it. So we want to get the pleasant stuff out of the way first. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is Christmas different in Australia? Well, weather-wise, yes, it's summer over right. there, so it's hot. Uh, we do. Do women walk around barbecuing. shopping for Christmas in bikinis? Um, I I don't. I mean, in some places they might. Yeah. I don't. It's not really. I mean. I'm sure some people do. Okay, I'm right. sure some people do. It's not. It's not. Like I'm just thinking in Australia. Thing. It's probably like always hot. No, it's not always hot. It's just hotter than here. So in winter, uh, we we get very little snow. We don't get it in the suburbs really mm. at all. You it, any nothing that sticks to the ground anyway. Um, you'd have to go up into the mountains for that. Is it a dry heat like Arizona, yes. or is it a humid yes. heat like here? Oh, so it's dry like in Arizona. Heat. So that's not bad at all. Dry heat. Like we were. Uh, in... You say that. Come hang out with us. It's well, it gets aggressive. When I was a kid, I was in high school. We went. My parents took us on a trip to California. Yeah. So we flew to San Simeon. I mean, we flew to San Francisco. We drove down to. San and Simeon all the way down to San Diego. In San Diego, we were walking around and there was one of those billboards outside the bank to tell you what the temperature is. And we looked up and it said 106. And I was like, 106? It's like 80 out here. Because I'm used to 106 here. But out there, it's a totally dry heat. There's no humidity at all. So. so where I'm from down south is, so it's you got to think it's flipped, right? So for us, up north is the tropics. So North Australia would be Florida, right. if you will. Right. Um, so up there, oh my goodness, you step outside, like you have a shower, you step outside and you're like, how am I wet again? Like it, complete humidity. Right. Where I'm from down south is, uh, is a much, much drier heat. But to the point where on the hottest hot day, you'll step out. It's like a hundred and oh, terrible at the conversion. I want to say about 120 maybe Fahrenheit. You step out and it's so dry that like it's almost like there's no oxygen for you to breathe. Like mm. it's so hot and so dry, and you take one step into that sun and you're like, I think I just burnt like instantly. It's it's it can get really really hot, and then we'll have heat waves over there uh, at forty two, forty three Celsius, which again I th- want to say is around the one sixteen, one twenty. I'm not great at that. Don't quote me. Uh, for days and days on end, it's unrelenting. So wow. it's very hot over wow. there. Wow. But no, not everyone's walking around half naked all the time. Lots of shorts, lots of shorts. Men wearing really short shorts that you just don't want to see on a man. <laughs> thank you, but don't do that. Um, Duly noted, thank you. But yeah, traditions are still the same. We just don't have the snow. So, mm-hmm. you know, we get together. It's family. It's We don't have Thanksgiving. So Christmas for a lot of non-religious families would be very much like a Thanksgiving. Oh, right. We all get together. That's when you have your, we do turkey and mm-hmm. Yeah, big dinner, big family get together. Lots of barbecuing though. Oh, really? Yeah, everyone yeah, likes the barbie on Christmas and yeah. lots of seafood. I would imagine food. living in Australia must be awesome. Like, I would think about moving to Australia. You came here though from yeah. Australia. Yeah. Well, I was there for thirty something years first. And yeah. It's great. It's but a they've great got place. they've gone full blown communism though in, in in Australia too now, right? Weren't they like during low during um, COVID? Weren't they like? Locking people in their houses and arresting people for going outside and all that kind of craziness. So they had, a, they did have aggressive um, 
ever, especially to the outside world, that, that looked like a very aggressive um, take on COVID. However, if you go look at the statistics on deaths and stuff like that, I know we're a smaller population, but I'm fairly certain uh, it may have paid off for them. Like they, they, op- I'm pretty sure they opened their borders a lot sooner than everyone else was able to, like as in state for state. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they were they were very aggressive, but I think this it really helped them control control the spread. As far as people getting like. Oh, everyone's getting arrested and stuff like that. I, I couldn't say. I know that there's been lots of reports on it, mm-hmm. but news well, you were here during that time. Yeah, too, news so. is very sensationalized. All I know is my whole family. No one at any point went like, "Oh my god, it's ridiculous over here." So right. I feel like the news might have been blowing it up just a mm-hmm. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. I want to thank our sponsors. I think I want to thank yeah. our sponsors if I can find them here. And Merry um, Christmas to you all, uh, yeah, Dave Id Consoli. Yes, David Consoli. You want to do that? You want to do the sponsors? I would have to them. wait for them all to roll over. Well, we have David Consoli, Pleasant yeah. Valley Landscaping. Yeah. Uh, what uh, else do we have? Our buddy Matt McLennan, who was here last week. Yes, Century 21 Real Estate. And that was kind of interesting with Matt last yeah. week, you know, with, with all the craziness in the real estate market. Mary Mac Valley's still doing great. Still doing good. Yeah, if, you, if you're thinking of selling, this is the time to sell. Yeah. And if you're thinking of buying, he says it's still a time. Common Sense says this is not the time to buy. Yeah. From from a layman's perspective, but right. he's the expert, and he's like, nope, this is still a good time to buy. If you want to yeah. buy, this is the time, especially multifamilies. So, I'll be looking this year myself. Well, next well, next year, really? Year, yeah, 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 yeah. We want EIS, EIS investigation, and I want to thank all of those guys, not just Joe Solomon and his wife, but everybody over there. Um, almost every week, he shows up at TMF, or he'll call me right before the TMF dinner for the homeless and say, "I got a box of sweaters for you." Or um, about a month ago, he gave us like a thousand dollars with the winter jackets. Wow! Like, and it wasn't like something that like was in his basement. Right. He actually like went out and bought a bunch of like extra large, very thick winter jackets that were very. Exp- I, we were looking at them, going, you know what? That's actually better than my jacket. Maybe I'll take one of those. Uh, but no, we gave them all out, uh, okay, and, and awesome. we appreciate him, and we appreciate everybody over at EIS. If you're looking yeah. to do, if you're looking to get your gun permit, that's the place to go. Yep. You want to go to EIS investigation mm-hmm. uh, and gun training. And if you have a, a business that you need security, they will do security for your business. Yeah. So they do that too. What about if you need a little help getting through the silly season with your family, <laughs> Lazy River Products, best, they might be able to help you out. Best, They're in Dracut, best cannabis uh, in the Merrimack Valley, and best prices, by the way. Yeah. We have another cannabis place in Dracut that wanted to advertise with us, but they wanted to be exclusive. Oh. And I was like, well, we've already got Lazy River Products. If yeah. you want to advertise too... That's fine because right now Lazy River is the only cannabis place in the cannabis uh, shop in the Valley Patriot. Right. right now they've got the exclusive. Yes, they do. Because nobody else is here. But if you came in, and I, 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 I they may come in the future, but I don't think oh. they're coming in. They're coming in now, which is good because I like going to Lazy River anyway at this point. What about um, our beautiful friend, uh, Lisa Williams? Lisa Williams at AFC Urge. I love her so much. She calls me like out of the blue about just stuff. She's like, I just had a fight with my son, and he said this, and I said this. What do you think? And I'm like, all of a sudden, I'm like a relationship counselor. But, but it's good to have friends like that. It's good to have friends that like just call you about stuff, and it's not always they need a favor or they're looking for advice about something political. It's always good. Like, I have a city councilor friend in Lawrence that calls me about her relationship all the time. Um, and, and, and whenever she calls, I always know it's probably not going to be politics because we always just talk personal stuff. And then there's other like politicians. The only time I hear from them is when they have a political issue, 
something's coming up on the, right. on, the, on the agenda. They don't know if they should vote for it. You know the person involved. Can you give me some advice? Um, I like it better when people just call for no reason. Just like, hey, listen, you know, my personal stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Clear Path for Veterans New England. Uh, right. Clear Path for Veterans New England. Randy Carter and Jason Gilbert and everybody over at Pleasant at um, Clear Path for Veterans New England, great people. They go out and they help homeless veterans. Um, they have a canine program with if you uh, if they can get a dog, they'll train the dog and they'll actually match the dog up with the veteran that they're going to donate the dog to and have the veteran that's going to get him come in during the training. Okay. So they get used to him when they, when they give him the training and the that's commands awesome. that, that, that that person is there. Uh, and they're great people, and they do a lot for almost nothing. Um, I know Randy does not get paid a lot of money at all. I know Jason doesn't either. I mean, they make more money than I do, but every my paper boys make more than I do. <laughs> my delivery drivers make more than I do. Ooh, Borelli's Deli. Borelli's Deli. I was at Borelli's Deli last week. And I went in, and the guy in front of me said, I want the Valley Patriot hot sausage. And he didn't know I was standing behind him. Awesome. And it was the biggest thrill in the world. I was like, oh, that is just so great. I'm a celebrity through sausage. <laughs> but, it, but it also lets, lets Don, who owns Borelli's Deli, know that there are people coming in because of his advertising, that's because awesome. of this show. And if they're coming in asking for the Valley Patriot hot sausage, that's how he knows, right? So it's always good to have our – Viewers, our readers in the paper, the people who follow us on Facebook, go in and either mention us mm-hmm. to wherever it is or to say that they're happy that they're advertising because that's how we pay our bills. Speaking of happy, happy crab and Tomo. Happy crab. We were at Tomo's on Thursday last week. By the way, if you go to Tomo's, you got to try the kamikaze. Like, you want to get the sit down hibachi, but before you get your hibachi stuff, you got you to order the kamikaze roll. That's the sushi. Okay. It's, it's amazing. It's just, it's amazing. And I, I hear from Kevin Druin, um, who doesn't work at Tomo's, but he is there all the time because he's best friends with the owner, Aaron. Um, they posted on Facebook that they were going to put on the menu a Valley Patriot roll. Oh, wow. Yeah. He said, we're actually going to physically put it on the menu. It's going to be like a special thing. And he said, but we want you to fix the ingredients for us. Like, what is it that you like to eat? So when Inaka was in Lawrence, and, and it, it kills me every day that they're closed because I was literally there four days a week. Um, they had this salmon skin maki that was just unbelievable. Mm. So they'd, they'd fillet the salmon, the skin off the salmon, and then they'd chop it into little um, cubes. And then they would fry it till it was black and crusty. Ooh. And then they'd, they'd put it in the, in the roll with uh, cream cheese, a little bit of mayonnaise, avocado. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. So I gave them, I don't know the full recipe, but I gave them all the ingredients that I know that were in that. And so hopefully right after yeah. Christmas when they get their new menus in, you can go in and you can try the Valley Patriot roll. And that, that's kind of that's, that's cool. kind of fun too, you know. You're just becoming more and more famous through food. Right, right. It's the branding. I, I just want the Valley Patriot to be a good brand. Yeah. I want when people think about it. Don't think about me. Like a lot of the local politicians think the Valley Patriot is Tom Duggan. So when they get mad at me for something, they attack. Like Neil Perry will attack the paper. Right. Well, if you want to attack me, attack me. Right? If you're mad at me. But when you're attacking the paper, you're attacking Linda Campbell and Diana DeZoglio and our drivers, the people who write for us. Yeah. And that's not fair to them. You want to attack me, attack me. Um, I want the brand of the Valley Patriot to be, it's, it's a group effort. It's not one person. I'm the face of the paper, yeah. but, but you know, we have a board of directors and everything. Yeah. So it's, it's good when, uh, when we get the Valley Patriot hot sausages, Pirelli's. Yeah. Now we're going to have the Valley Patriot roll oh. at, uh, at Tomo's. And we tried to get, uh, he doesn't advertise with us uh, all the time, but he's seasonal. 
It's uh, and I can't think of the name. Amici's Pizza in North Andover. Mm, we tried to get him to do a Valley Patriot sub, like a special sub. Okay, we call it the Valley Patriot sub. We worked on it a little bit. Then uh, for some reason, I guess we just we never pulled the trigger and made it happen. But now that all this other stuff's going on, we'll see if we can't get that going too. Oh, I know who we forgot: Ron Marsan and Sons. And we want to say um, Merry Christmas to Ron Marsan and his wife Diane. Um, God, I hope he runs for mayor. I really hope he runs for mayor. I don't think he will, but I hope he does. Uh, Ron, uh, Ron Marshain and Sun Construction, if you're looking for construction. And by the way, uh, Ron is the guy, and we talk about it every year, and he does a lot of other stuff too, but we talk about this. On Veterans Day and Memorial Day, he goes to Country Kitchen in Methuen, and, and he advertises it in advance. Any veteran that shows up for breakfast, he picks up their tab. Yep. And I've been there during one of these one of these uh, uh, breakfast events that he holds, the place is packed. He spends a lot of money on that, and uh, and that's a testament to uh, to what a great guy he is. Also, uh, and I haven't been pushing shaken seafood enough with the Tomos because they're both owned by yeah. Aaron owns both of them. Oh, I said Happy Crab. Uh, oh, what's that? Yeah, it's, it's shaken it's, seafood. My apologies. Yeah, people remember everybody. it as Happy Crab, shaken seafood. We've been there a couple of times. The food's good. Um, we were there when it was very busy. And so our service wasn't that great. Okay. But in this environment, when service isn't good because they're busy, it's usually because they're shorthanded because of the yes, economy. Of course. So you never, I never hold that against yeah. a place if they're making the effort. As long as like when they get to the table, they're making the effort. I agree. We've been to places where they come to the table, they they take your drink order, and then it's a half an hour before you see them again. You know that's. Yeah, I asked three times for water somewhere yeah, the other day. I was, yeah. not, I was not happy. But if they keep coming by, going, listen, it's coming. We're just very busy. I'm sorry, it's coming. Yeah. They, it, it, it let you know, you know. So, um, who did we leave out? Uh, we had David Consoli, Pleasant Valley Landscaping, okay. Clear Path Tomals, Borelli's, EAS, Marston. All right, JG's. You know. Oh yeah, free free plug for for JG's ice cream. By the way, a great Christmas present. Get like a JG's. Uh, gift certificate. Oh. A lot of people like ice cream through the winter, but you get a JG's gift certificate. That's going to sit on some, sit in somebody's wallet until like June, and then when they're looking to get ice cream, they go to JG's, and while they're like sitting in line, they're going to go, "Oh wait, we have a." I do that all the time. Oh my god, I have a. I'll be in line somewhere and go, "Wait a minute." I got to run to my car. I've got a gift card for this place. Yeah. So, uh, so we love the Jafrida brothers. Hope they have a, a good Christmas. Yeah. They're great guys over there. The, food, the the ice cream is really good, and I'm not an ice cream guy, but if I'm going to get ice cream, that's where I go. All right, so I've been putting off getting myself in trouble. I was going to say, we got 18 minutes left. You better break this story. I just don't want to get yelled at again. That's all I want. So it's your I life. Want. You're used to it. Come on. So the last time I, t- I tried talking about this, I got yelled at. We're going to try and go through this and... And, and do it in a very as professional way as I can without screwing up my sources. So we do have a breaking news story. Um, the mayor of Lawrence, and I should have had this story up yesterday, but I was waiting on some documents that I was told I was going to get and then told this morning by legal, the legal department at Lawrence City Hall that they're not going to turn the do- documents over. Right. So now I've got to do an appeal to the Secretary of State's office. And in the meantime, I now have to break a story with only half the information. But I'm going to tell you what I've got. So uh, apparently with all of the uh, kerfuffle going on in the Lawrence Police Department, and let me just give you a little bit of a preview of what that is. So the Lawrence Police Superior Officers Union, these are the sergeants, the captains, the lieutenants. These are the guys that have been promoted by the chief for the most part. I mean, I'm sure some of them got promoted under previous chiefs. But these are generally like the chief's guys. These are the people that you know, he relies on to get stuff done, your captains, your lieutenants, your, your sergeants. Um, took a vote of no confidence in the chief about two or three weeks ago, which was very surprising um, because most of the, most of the uh, 
superior officers, the lieutenants, the captains, the sergeants that I know, that I talk to, love the chief. At least that's what they tell me. Then this vote of no confidence comes out, and it seems like maybe people are lying. Mm. So um, whenever I ask somebody, hey, how's the chief doing? Like when I went into a firefighter, last night at TMF, the fire department came by uh, with Santa, which was great for the homeless. And I was standing around with a bunch of Lawrence firefighters, and it's just a, it's a normal question that I ask people. Like, hey, how's the chief treating you? Like, right. uh, you know, how, how's it working for you with the chief? You guys gelled, you get along. Because I always like to know, like, you know, what, what the inside is going on. So when something comes up, I go, okay, that makes sense. Oh, wait, that doesn't make sense. Maybe I should look more into that. Um, and when I ask these guys in Lawrence, hey, what do you think of the chief? How's he doing? They always give me glowing recommendations. And I don't know if that's because they know that I went to school with Roy and they think that I'm like his best friend or something. Mm. Um, I know that my sources in the Lawrence police have dried up since Roy became chief because everybody thinks I'm his best friend. Trust me when I tell you, the guy doesn't tell me shit, all right? This guy wouldn't tell me if his pants were on fire. So um, I don't know why people, I, I guess, it, I guess it's, it's just normal that people would think that because he's, he's been on the show. And by the way, I'm hoping he will come on the show um, for the first week of January, we do our annual chief a summit. Where yeah. We talk about the opioid crisis and the homeless crisis and crime in the valley. Hopefully, he will still come. However, here's the story. So the uh, superior officer took a vote of no confidence. The patrolman's union did not take a vote of no confidence. They were going to and decided not to at the last minute. The Both votes happened on the same night. And a number of allegations have gotten to the mayor's office about the management style of the chief and the higher-ups in the department. So the breaking news story is that Brian DePina, and I'm going to pull this up to make sure I don't screw it up, uh, Brian, Lawrence Mayor Brian DePina has hired an outside investigation firm called APD Management to investigate the management practices of the police chief. Now, I have to say, out of the gate, and I know I'm gun-shy on this, but I have to be because of the way I'm getting my information, um, I have to say, this is not a criminal investigation that I'm talking about. What I'm talking about. I'm not talking about a criminal investigation. We're talking about a management investigation into the management practices of the chief. Now, we had this when Joe Solomon was the chief in Methuen. They came in and they did a management audit to see, you know, like, do you have too many captains for the number of patrolmen that you have? Um, are, are, is overtime being given to certain people that are friends with the chief or the deputy chief or the captain, whereas other guys aren't getting that kind of stuff. Um, Is retaliation going on? I know that in the letter that the Superior Officers Union um, released to the public that we published when they took their vote of no confidence, they used the word intimidation like five times in that letter from from my count. So the APD management will look into that. They'll look and see, is there intimidation? If if a, a whistleblower in the department call somebody's attention, say, on the city council to something that's going on, do they get retaliated against? Is there, is there that kind of intimidation? Mm-hmm. Now, there's two things that could be going on. I'm going to piss off both sides today. So there's two things that could be going on here. Either A, the people that Chief Vask is um, disciplining on a regular basis, guys that are kind of screw-ups. We, we know in every group, whether you're working at a hospital, fire station, police station, there's always a couple of malcontents that are getting in trouble all the time, and they hate the person who's getting them in trouble. They hate their boss because their boss is the one suspending them or making them stay inside for a week or whatever. So it could be that. It could be that the people who are complaining about Chief Vask have a personal beef against Chief Vask, and that that is always a possibility. 
It's also a possibility, however, that they're mad at Chief Vass, but there's something there, that there are things going on in the management style. Now, I've known this guy for a long time, but I got to tell you, I don't really know him. Um, I, don't, I don't know Roy any more today than I did in seventh grade. Like, he's just a very, very close to the vest kind of guy. And um, some people just don't like that. Sometimes I think his communication style is probably what's getting him into trouble here in, in, in a lot of ways. Instead of going down to the guys and saying, hey, we got a grant. We have to do this a certain way now. We have to do it differently than the way before that we were doing it. Instead of doing that, my understanding is he just goes down and says, no, do it this way from now on. And then people think they're being picked on. They think, oh, why is he changing my shift? Or why is he doing it that way? Maybe he's mad at me. And that creates a lot of resentment. But none of, none of, none of that is, is worthy of a management audit. According to the people that I spoke to that are involved in this, um, there were specific allegations that were made. And again, not necessarily criminal. Okay, but just in the way that he's running his department. I know that I spoke to people in the mayor's office a number of times on this about a month ago when rumors of this started to happen, when there wasn't an investigation. Um, And their answer was, and I'm going to paraphrase, we don't know what's really going on in the department, but we don't like the fact that that there's disunity. And I know from knowing Brian DePena and anybody who knows him knows he's, he's a nice guy. He doesn't like conflict. He wants things to work smoothly. He doesn't want dissent within the ranks. He doesn't, want a, he doesn't want an insurrection within the ranks. And so because there are a number of police officers that have gone to him and gone to city councilors and complained about certain things in the department, the mayor realizes he's not a public safety expert. So he's bringing in APD management to investigate this. Now, I, I, again, I'm going to piss off both sides. It could be that these are just malcontents. It also could be that there's something there. And the only thing that I can say to Roy, if he's listening, is I really wish that he had been more like Joe Solomon. I really wish that he had picked up the phone more and called me and let me know, hey, just in case something comes across your desk, I wanted to let you know this is the background. Joe used to do that all the time. In fact, the police chief in North Andover does it all the time. And uh, there are two other chiefs within the Merrimack Valley, uh, one a fire chief, one a police chief, who do that all the time. They'll call me just on a regular basis and go, listen, I had to suspend a guy yesterday. He's running around telling people X, Y, Z. I just wanted you to know what the real story is in case it comes across your desk. You at least have like all the information. And Roy never, ever, ever has done that. And had he, I think had he done that, and I think when all of this started, because I'm very good friends with some of the people making the allegations, and I've always been kind of friendly with Roy. Like we're not, I maybe use the word friend a little too loosely sometimes, we don't hang out. I've never been to his house. We don't go off at dinner. We don't double date. We, he's never been to my office. Um, but we've known each other for a really long time, and I've always respected the guy. Um, it, 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 it's a very touchy situation. And um, I know what's being alleged. It's not good at all, but it's only alleged. And we have to remember, whenever somebody's being investigated, whether it's the chief in Lawrence, or it's some guy like, uh, who's that guy that just appealed his, um, his death penalty case, Scott Peterson. It doesn't matter who you are, an allegation is just an allegation. And um, I got yelled at when I initially posted that there was an investigation going on because the fact that there's an investigation conveys to the public that somebody did something wrong. And imagine you're the chief, and you've done nothing wrong, but there's this allegation out there, and it's public, and now you can't go look for another job because if you go look for another job and they Google you, they see that you're under investigation and wants to hire a guy like that. 
um, which is why I want to make sure that I let people know this is not a criminal. That what I'm talking about is not a criminal investigation. I'm talking about a management investigation. And this is Al Donovan's group. He's he's a guy that has been around for a really long time, and he's the guy that um, is currently contracted with the city to um, arbitrate police issues. So we had a couple of warrants, police. Um, Patrolmen got themselves in trouble over the last couple of weeks. You've all read about it in the Tribune. Um, I don't think I covered either of those stories. Um, when they when they filed their complaint against the department saying I'm being treated unfairly, APD management gets called in. They're third-party arbitrators. They listen to both sides, and then they give their recommendation, and it's up to the mayor or the chief, depending on who brought them in, to decide. So that's, that's pretty much it in Lawrence. And I, I got to tell you, the Lawrence Department, from the outsider's perspective, seems to be run very well. However, and I have to say this as a caveat, and I know it's going to make everybody upset, without the police scanner, there's no way to know. And I've been saying this since day one. And when they first encrypted the scanner, I said to the chief, I said to the mayor at the time, there's going to come a day when you guys wish you hadn't done this. Because we don't know now, when the chief comes out or the mayor comes out and says crime is up or crime is down, in the old days, in the Willie Lantigua days, when the police scanner wasn't encrypted, we would go to the shootings and the fires, we would go to whatever was going on, a stabbing or an alleged stabbing or an alleged shooting, and then we'd get there and we'd find out that no, that wasn't a shooting, it was kids with fireworks. Or we'd get there and find five people laying on the ground, Right. But when the mayor or the chief got up at the city council and said, when Willie would get up and say crime is down, shootings, I remember one night he said shootings are down 15% in Lawrence. We knew that wasn't true because we were driving around the city going to all of those shootings. And whereas prior to him saying that, we were going to maybe two shootings a week. At the time he said that, we were going to like five shootings a week. So we knew shootings weren't down. We knew it and the public knew it. And that was good for holding the people in power accountable for what they say is going on. Now that the scanner is encrypted, the chief can say anything he wants. He could say crime is down, crime is up, whatever he wants to say, and there's no way for us to check that. There's no way for us to, to, to verify that. And when, when crime is up and the city doesn't want to look bad, that's a good thing for them. But now that this is going on, now that there's questions about the management practice in the police department, now... People like me have nothing to look to to see, hey, is crime really down in Lawrence? Are shootings really down? Are rapes really down? We know what they're telling us, but we don't know if, if, the, if the, the numbers are being fudged. We don't know if when they get to a seed, if there's no actual bloody victim on the ground, that they're just calling it fire, firecrackers, right? It could have been a shooting where the victim didn't get hit and he took off somewhere, but it might not be getting logged as a shooting, right? It might be getting logged as unfounded because when they get there, there's nothing there. Whereas in the old days, we would get there and we would talk to some of the people hanging around on the streets and they go, yeah, the guy shot, but he took off, right? So I'm just saying, I'm just saying that it would be a lot easier for Roy right now with all of this going on if his scanner was not encrypted because then there would be people out there who would be able to defend him if he's being wrongly accused, we would know, we would know from listening to the scanner if he's short guys on third shift, if guys are being pulled from inside the station to go handle a problem because he doesn't have enough guys on the street. We would know because at the beginning of every shift, people call in, you know, um, uh, this is officer so-and-so in CAF 422, I'm on the air, I'm ready for service. And, and, and you, 
So you get to see the transparent well, through transparency. You get to see what they're doing. Is this making sense? I know I'm 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 very nervous talking about this because I don't want to screw Roy if he's not guilty of doing anything wrong, right? But I also don't want to candy coat it if he is. And so I'm trying to walk a very fine line because I know everyone involved from the mayor's office to the people making the allegations to the chief himself. And I want to try to be fair to everybody. But I, I have to say, and I, and I told you guys this day was coming, that there was going to come a day when you'd wish that the scanner wasn't encrypted. Because be, right now, there'd be a lot of people, if, if Roy's being wrongly accused, there'd be a lot of people right now who, have been, who had been listening to the scanner who could show up at a city council meeting and say, I know this is bullshit because I listened to the scanner. And I know that there's a lot of stuff that has nothing to do with the scanner that's being um, so-called alleged. Uh, we'll see what we'll see what APD. Mean. I don't know what the time frame is on this investigation. I will find out. Um, but I feel really bad for Roy, and then, by the way, also feel really bad for the superior officers because now they're all on record being against the chief, and it can't be easy to work in that environment over there. Here's the other thing: I was told this morning he's not being put on leave. So that's, that's, that says something, I think. It's up, I'll leave you guys to decide what that says. But it does say something. Usually when, well, when Joe Solomon was uh, on, uh, put under investigation, so to speak, management investigation, he was put on leave immediately. And most people put someone on leave immediately when this, this kind of an allegation or, or an investigation going on. Brian DePina is, is not your, Brian DePina is not your father's mayor. All right, he's not he's not the typical mayor. Brian is a nice guy. And he he doesn't want to hurt anybody for any reason if he doesn't have to. And so I think previous mayors, given some of the things that are going on, might have just kind of knee-jerk reaction and either fire the guy, put him on suspension, or tell him, listen, you gotta go somewhere else and we'll we'll let you retire, but you gotta go and we'll give you a retirement party and we won't say anything bad about you, but you gotta go. And none of that has happened. So it could mean that that's because there's nothing criminal here. Um, it could also just mean because Brian DePena is is too soft. And that's just kind of – he's – for anybody who remembers Mike Sullivan, he's the Latino Mike Sullivan, right? Mike Sullivan had a number of opportunities to fire certain people, should have fired those people, but felt bad for them because, uh, well, she just had a baby. She's got a mortgage. I feel bad for her. I don't want her to lose her job. And then it came back to bite him in the ass at the end of the day. So um, that's the kerfuffle going on in the Lawrence Police Department. Uh, the morale is horrible over there. I talked to guys on both sides of this. Uh, and there's a lot of guys, by the way, that love J Chief Vask, that think he's a great chief. I talked to them too. Um, but they all agree about one thing, that it's a toxic environment in there. And I think our city clerk... Um, in Lawrence, uh, Eileen Bernard, I think, I think she worked over there at one point and said it was just too toxic to work there and, and, and then be applied for the city clerk's position. So, um, we have put, I have put in a public records request for the letter, for the letter that the mayor sent to human resources asking for the investigation, because my understanding is that there are specific allegations in that letter. I also asked for the letter that Chief Vask was served three days ago about the investigation because I'm told those two letters are very different and they really shouldn't be, but they are. Um, I don't know who the HR director is. I've never met her, but I'm hearing things. Um, so I asked for both letters and I was told this morning in no uncertain terms, we're not giving you those documents. So I called the mayor and said, what the F? 
It's a public document. You got to give them to me. His answer was legal won't let me. So just to put everybody on notice in Lawrence City Hall, you are my friends. However, I've got a job to do. This morning, I filed an appeal with the Secretary of State's office. You have to turn those documents over. Even if you have to redact certain things within those documents, there might be you know, someone's home address. There might be the name of a whistleblower. If you need to redact those things, that's fine. But the documents themselves have to be turned over. And I know, I hate to have to keep reminding people of this, I wrote the state's public records law. So you can't tell me that there's something there that isn't there because I know. I know the state's public. Mass General Law Chapter 66, I could recite it by heart at this point. So um, I hope that uh, the mayor and Octavian get on legal and let them know that I don't want I don't, I don't to hurt you guys, but you got to give me the documents. And everybody over there is very tight-lipped. They're, they're, they're all afraid because if, if the chief gets slandered through this at some point, he could file a lawsuit. He could file a lawsuit against the city. He could file a lawsuit against people individually. And so everybody's afraid of that. And so the, everybody's, everybody, including me, walking on tiptoes. If there's something there, I want to report it. And I want to get it first because the Tribune will fuck it up. If there's nothing there, I want the story first because the Tribune will fuck it up. And in, in, in full disclosure, the Tribune is up, up the chief's ass. So they're going to go out of their way to make him look good until they realize they can't. And I've told this to a number of people in public life. I know time's up. I'll wrap it. Um, I said this to Alfredo LeBoy when he was the police, when he was the superintendent of schools in Lawrence, when the Tribune was front page stories every day about what a saint this guy was. And I kept saying to him, don't ever tell them something you don't want public, even off the record, because the minute they realize you're on your way out, they don't need you anymore. They'll use everything you gave them and they'll shove it. They will screw you harder than they've ever screwed anybody before. He didn't believe me. And he used to leak stuff to them all the time. And then when a grand jury, <laughs> a grand jury got put together, all of a sudden, everything they knew about Wilfredo LeBoy was on the front page of the paper. All that stuff he told them off the record, all, they leaked it all out, only they used other people to quote. And, you know, they'll call someone up and go, hey, I heard you know about this. Can you give me a quote about that? Because they already know what the information is. The superintendent already gave it to them. All right, so I know the time is up. I want to thank Happy uh, – I, I almost said Happy Crab. Shaken Seafood. Shaken We're going to probably go there in the next couple of days. Borelli's Deli, EIS Investigation and Gun Training, Marstain and Sun Construction, Lazy River Products in Drake. McLennan Real Estate. Who did you forget? AFC Urgent Care. Dave Id Consoli. Dave, I hope you and your family have a great holiday. You've been really good to us. Uh, and, and during the season, I think about people like you that – when I was getting the crap kicked out of me, kind of showed up out of nowhere and said, hey, I want to help. And I always, always, always appreciate that. Uh, and who do we leave out? And JG's Ice Cream, uh, Clear Path for Veterans, New England. And Chrissy. I want to say Merry Christmas to my Chrissy. Merry Christmas, Who's got the Tom. sexiest podcast voice anywhere. I hope you've all enjoyed it today. Oh, my God. She's making me crazy. <laughs> she's making me crazy. It's really not that special, folks. Yeah, no. The singing is, though, if you ever want to come out and hear her sing. Now that's yeah, yeah. But, but promote your stuff. Yeah, one you, day you'll get out. You have, you have a gig this weekend? I do not this week. No, we, we're, we're done for this year. So I'll... Uh, Watch this space. I'll let you guys know what's coming for next year. There's a lot of cool stuff coming next year. Though. And Merry Christmas. I don't know if I'm going to see my brother Danny and his wife Jennifer and um, their son Caleb for Christmas. I don't know if they're coming up for, from uh, Florida, but uh, Merry Christmas yeah. if I don't see you guys. Melvin Taylor says we got to go home, so go home already.
The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.